Ezra. Amen. That's a blessing. We're going to go to uh, two places tonight, Second uh, Chronicles 7, and uh, that uh, was referenced this last Sunday. Of course, whenever uh, revival meetings are on the horizon, this uh, great passage of Scripture uh, to look at. Uh, but then also uh, we're going to be in Psalm uh, 51 uh, tonight as well. But we're going to begin in Second Chronicles chapter number 7. Uh, and as I mentioned this last week, revival uh, meetings, we planned them. And, uh, and uh, this is the Wednesday crowd, and you're always faithful, and, and so it's, uh, the phrase is preaching to the choir. I don't really need to uh, say too much to you about attendance uh, and why it's necessary, it's important you're here. And, uh, but um, we are to encourage one another, provoke one another unto love and to good works. And, uh, and, uh, and people in our church that aren't as committed to the service, the attendance to um, uh, Sunday night, Wednesday night, um, try to try to give them a nudge. Uh, they hear it from me, you know. Sunday, lay it on thick, and and uh, and they know that they know that I want them uh, to be here. And uh, and I, and I've not, you know, outside of uh, in service times, I've tried to express it from, uh, you know, what we're gonna uh, God wanting us to be in church, not forsaking the assembling, or when the doors are open to how God loves the church and uh, a body, uh, you know, fitly joined. You know, I've I've approached it from every angle. Uh, that the Bible approaches it, uh, but people, uh, you know, just like uh, Brother Arbeen stated, you know, when you got to move, you got to move. People will do uh, what they want to do uh, as well, and so uh, you know, people have already decided uh, in many respects whether they're going to be uh, in church Friday, Saturday, uh, and Sunday. Uh, and um, you know, uh, if I was to call them and say, "Are you going to be here Friday?" Uh, and uh, and they say well no, uh, and then if I if I said why, um, you know chances run pretty high. Doesn't matter how much they love me or love the Lord, love this church, uh, they're going to get upset and offended because feeling like uh, I'm meddling in their business. Uh, and uh, but uh, the question of why uh, is important to answer because it's it tends to give us some insight into. Uh, what our priorities and stuff are. And, uh, so um, you, uh, if you would, uh, try to nudge people, uh, invite them. You know whether they're normally here uh, at those service times and uh, do what you can to get them out. Even, uh, like I say, you'll bribe people, take, take them to dinner or whatever. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but the bottom line is that God uh, has given Brother Getch a message for us, uh, and I don't want to miss it. Uh, and, and you don't want to miss it. They, you don't want them to miss it. Uh, so just encourage. So revival uh, is, um, you know, meetings. We schedule them, uh, but that doesn't mean we're going to have revival. Um, and for me uh, personally, uh, I've expressed over, you know, spring and fall, uh, the last 15 years, uh, that revival meetings are the best time for me and the worst time. Uh, because, I, because I know God's going to do something, speak to our hearts, but I know there are going to be people gone uh, that need it uh, that, uh, that weren't there. And so I, I enter into it prayerfully uh, and looking forward to what God is going to do. Uh, and then um, I just, I pace uh, every night of it, um, waiting for people to come into the parking lot, 
Uh, I go through, you know, excitement and seeing some people disappointment that others aren't there. And, uh, and, and to be honest, as I, uh, as I uh, moderate the service and I get ready to preach, it's in those moments like I'm glad that I'm not preaching uh, because uh, my spirit uh, might not be right where it needs to be at the time of the service because, uh, because that's what the pastors do. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I guess you only understand that or, you know, kind of what I'm going through if you were, you know, um, a pastor, and, you know, what's that expression? If you walk a mile in someone's shoes, uh, you'll, just, you'll just know. And, and I've made analogies of everything from, you know, how we would prepare a message and uh, as, I'm, as I'm preparing it, uh, I'm thinking, boy, this is going to help so-and-so, and this is going to be great for this family, and, and, and boy, oh, this passage is going to be an encouragement to uh, this, this one, and, uh, and then, you know, I'm waiting for them to come, and they're not there, uh, and, uh, and I've even been tempted at times to change my message, uh, because someone who I think would really benefit from it uh, is not uh, in the service, and so there's a spiritual battle uh, that ensues uh, in our hearts and minds of preachers when you go into that. It's like, and inevitably, uh, whenever you attempt something for God, revival meetings, uh, that's when the devil begins to fight in your own spirit. But then difficulties arise and all these different things. And so uh, it's a spiritual, uh, spiritual warfare. But in 2 Chronicles chapter number 7, uh, and uh, for sake of time, we'll just read verse number 14. But it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Um, the, this if-then uh, type of um, pattern that I mentioned on Sunday. In fact, I heard uh, a talk show host earlier today as I was traveling, uh, talking about the very same thing. Uh, it's uh, conditions that God lays. And here, uh, we have a conditional promise. Uh, if, if my people humble, pray, uh, humble themselves, pray, seek, face, seek His face, they confess sins, then He will uh, do what only God uh, can do. So we know from a national standpoint, the children of Israel and uh, the, uh, what God wanted to do with them, uh, we can make application uh, to the local church it's not replacement theology uh, to ourselves personally to say, all right, uh, if I want revival for Breen Baptist Church, then revival's got to start with me. Uh, and, uh, but we have to start with the question, you know, do I need revived? Uh, you know, and uh, I honestly feel like um, there are a lot of Christians that have some kind of spiritual DNR. Uh, it's like, do not resuscitate. Like, I'm dead but I don't, but you know, if in, uh, but just don't do anything to bring me back around. And, and uh, you know, and I just, uh, sometimes I just want to ask, I mean, do you, hey, just tell me, do you have a, a DNR uh, when it comes to your spiritual life? Because it seems like that would be the case. And, uh, and, uh, and I don't know if uh, you have one of those or not. I, I was thinking about that just the other day myself and uh, with this uh, young lady that um, uh, her memorial is tomorrow, got hit by the car, and like, what happens? And, you know, I just don't want to, um, you know, go through an accident like that, uh, and then, you know, not knowing what's going to be on the other side. I'd much rather, uh, you know, uh, being healthy, so to speak, uh, to be absent from the body and present with the Lord, that's a prospect that I look forward to. 
uh, more days uh, looking forward to it than, uh, than, than not. Uh, and I couldn't imagine um, coming that close uh, and then being kept alive and, and whatever. But with my spiritual life, there's never a time uh, where, where we should not want uh, the power of God, uh, the God's moving in our life, the hand of God, the blessings of God upon our life. And I really think that some modern Christians with all this mantra about um, uh, forgiveness positionally, uh, judiciously, when we get saved, um, how God justifies us from our sin, the forgiveness that we receive in Christ in salvation versus the relational forgiveness that we maintain throughout our time um, uh, of our life to where our sin withholding good things from us or it affects our, uh, our relationship and fellowship with God, um, it, 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 our prayer life is affected, uh, and you can go on and on and on with the consequences of sin um, in the life of somebody who's forgiven. Uh, and uh, that is born over and over again in the Bible. So I thought about, you know, um, confession and repentance. Um, in fact, Brother Ruckman, um, he, uh, he uh, said something, I think it was today, uh, on uh, the Internet about uh, repentance, because some people don't think repentance is necessary for salvation. And, uh, and, and so... Preachers argue about it. Soul winners argue about it. You know, a belief, repentance, it's both them. faith and repentance are, you know, opposite sides of the same coin or whatever. And Brother Ruckman put it this way. He said, he said just ask this, has God ever saved an unrepentant, uh, an unrepentant sinner? Uh, you know, somebody who, who looks at sin and is unrepentant of it, um, has God ever saved one? And that right there would help you to understand that repentance is necessary in salvation, not just repenting of how you think you're going to get to heaven, uh, which is the way that they try to, they can't get away from the word repentance in the Bible. When confronted with that, uh, they, they um, uh, and let me say this uh, as well, uh, people who uh, stress uh, the importance of exegeting uh, properly the word of God, rightly dividing the word of truth, um, most of them will not repent when confronted with the truth of the Bible. Um, I, not too long ago, uh, was challenged by somebody uh, in a conversation, uh, doctrinal things, and, and, uh, and I, so I just, here's what I said. I said, all right, if I, from the Bible, uh, can show you where you are wrong, will you repent and change your position. And, uh, and, and they could not. They're like a politician. Like they wouldn't say yes. And uh, it's because, because they, you know, um, to take the word of God and show somebody who's taking the Bible and twisting it, whether knowingly so or ignorantly so, um, they just don't want to hear uh, the Bible truth. And so I've, I've been trying to do that now uh, for a while, just say, hey, uh, if, uh, if, if, the, if, we can, if I can take a Bible verse and show you that you're wrong, um, you know, will you, will you change? Uh, and, uh, and if they're like, well, yes, uh, I will, uh, well, then the conversation will continue. If not, then, uh, then we're just not going to, because 
what's the point? Uh, if, uh, you know, uh, to even do all of that. So how do people, if you believe, uh, if you are someone who believes, uh, that since you're saved and already forgiven, um, all your sins, past, present, future, are under the blood uh, when it comes to justification. Uh, that's a biblical truth. That's the theology of it. Uh, and, uh, and so there's no sin that I can commit that's going to separate me from the love of God by uh, me paying that penalty for that sin in hell because I've accepted Jesus Christ's penalty for it uh, and uh, on the cross of Calvary, uh, his substitutionary death. And so he's paid that penalty, not for me. So there's not a sin that I can commit that would cause me to go to hell uh, because they're under the blood. Uh, and uh, I'll never suffer for that. Uh, but if I have sin in my life, uh, that's going to affect numerous things. All right? And so people who believe that they're, because they're accepted in the beloved uh, and that they don't uh, need to ask God for forgiveness because they're already forgiven um, are missing out on a whole lot of stuff. So let's turn to Psalm 51, and let's show one of the biggest um, things that they're missing. Now, Psalm 51 is called what kind of a psalm? Does anybody know? It's a what? Yeah, it's a lamenting you know, type of a psalm. It's a penitent uh, type of a psalm. Uh, is obviously uh, on the, uh, the uh, event of... Uh, his sin with Bathsheba and uh, the confrontation that he had uh, with Nathan. For those of you who are new here uh, in recent years, and I, when I've discussed that, I pointed out the fact that, uh, that David uh, even named uh, one of his children Nathan. Uh, and, uh, and so um, Nathan was a very important part of their family. And, and when confronted, uh, his, his response, of course, was, uh, the repentance that we see here in Psalm 51, uh, but he didn't hold a grudge or, you know, or, um, you know, Nathan, who do you think you are uh, telling me and I'm the king and, uh, and on and on and on. And so um, uh, people who, if you, be- if you believe uh, that your sin is forgiven uh, and, uh, and that if you sin, um, it's kind of like a, like a mute issue, um, would never feel the way that David felt in Psalm 51. Why would they have uh, that type of a response um, to, to sin uh, if, it's, if it's unnecessary? Uh, David, being the man after God's own heart, uh, we know that David uh, was, um, um, you know, uh, loved God. Um, where do you think David is today? He's in heaven. Uh, and, uh, and we find him dealing with uh, his, his thought life and his anger, his uh, fear, um, his sin uh, many, many times uh, throughout uh, uh, his, you know, uh, the accounts of him in the Bible, particularly in Psalms. Uh, but there's just really... Um, in Psalm 51, it lays out for us perfectly what our spirit and attitude should be in repentance. 
So if I'm going to, or in sin, how I deal with sin, how you should deal with sin, how David did, and it's there for us. Remember, uh, for us, not to us. Uh, and, and, uh, and so how uh, he prayed to God, if I want to be a person or a man after God's own heart, uh, then a good way to start would be to, to kind of look at the way um, the guy who God said that about, the way that he did things. So if I sin, I'm going to deal with it this way. Uh, I'm not going to say, well, uh, my sins are already, they're already forgiven. Try that one on. Uh, you do something to offend your spouse. Uh, and, uh, and you say, God already forgave me, honey. Uh, and, uh, and so what's the, next, what's the next logical place you go in that conversation? If God's forgiven me, then you should forgive me too. And, uh, and it just doesn't cut it. Um, any, any, way, any, way you, uh, any way you slice it, uh, it's just not a good approach uh, to, to anything. And uh, the difference between godly sorrow that we find uh, here that leads to repentance versus the sorry I got caught um, type of scenario because I don't think that's where uh, David's at. Uh, well, let's read it uh, and, uh, and just point out as we go through uh, these um, uh, basically three uh, parts or three sections. The first section uh, is where uh, David's asking God to cleanse him. And that's really what I want us to do over the next couple of days as we prepare for the meeting, uh, is to ask God um, to cleanse us. Um, you know, we're, we're cleansed by reading God's Word. We're cleansed through prayer. Um, there's an active part of, of that cleansing that we have to do uh, as we try to uh, have uh, a proper thought life or um, our eye affects our heart. So, do you think a great way to prepare for a revival meeting Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday uh, is to fill your time between now and then with as many R-rated movies as you can fit in? Listening to um, cursing, uh, you know, uh, on and on. And it always surprises me. And we try to, we have a VidAngel. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, and uh, in uh, to where filters out uh, those types of things. But uh, there's so many times where uh, you know, obviously, if it's filtered out, um, we're not so dumb as, to, as to, to not know what they're saying, even when it's filtered. And, and, we, and honestly, we should be asking ourselves, is that the type of, um, you know, uh, something that I should be filling my mind with on a run-up to, on the, on the day, in and day out, on a run-up like this? You think yourself, like, uh, think of about, um, like a marathon runner, we used to have this marathon in Duluth called Grandma's Marathon uh, in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, and they'd have a big spaghetti feed uh, the day before so that everybody can carb load uh, and things for the race. And so uh, if you're going to run a race, there's certain things you eat, don't eat, on and on and on to prepare. You just, you got to do what's going to give you the best results. Uh, and, and I guarantee you, if, if you spend your time um, not in prayer, uh, but filling your, your life, your mind, and, and everything with uh, the garbage of this world, then we're not going to have revival. 
We're just not. Uh, and uh, we'll have a revival meeting, and Brother Getch will be here, and we'll uh, enjoy it, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, we might receive, because his, you know, his word's not going to return void, uh, but, um, but it'll just come and go. And, uh, and then you know, we'll just kind of go back to the status quo uh, and, and not have revival. So he says, to have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. He says, wash me, cleanse me uh, from my sin, acknowledging uh, in verse number three uh, his transgression that his sin uh, is uh, ever before uh, me against thee and thee only. And so there's a part of all this to where we have to see our sin from God's point of view. Um, that it's a sin against God, it's a sin against His holiness and, uh, and, uh, and uh, an affront to Him uh, in whatever it is. So, you know, whether it's a besetting sin or uh, it's a terrible, you know, type of a sin, whether it's something that you've struggled with for a long time or it's something that's new, uh, if it's a sin of uh, commission, something you do or it's something you're not doing, a sin of omission in your life, whatever it is, understanding that it is a sin against God and that God knows. Even if nobody else knows, God knows. And in you know, knowing that the eyes of the Lord are in every place and that there's no place that we can be. I mean, God knows our thoughts before we even have them and should be a front of mind uh, and also kind of going on in the background, uh, you think about it from a computer standpoint, you've got an application running in the background. Um, I should, should always be understanding a loving God, not a God that's trying, he's out to get me, but that, that when I sin, it grieves him. And I should ask God uh, to, to cleanse me. And, uh, and he deals with sin as, uh, you know, uh, in sin... Uh, did my mother conceive me, shapen in iniquity? And, uh, but God uh, desires truth. Uh, he, he wants us to be pure and to be cleansed, to walk daily uh, with Him, to keep short accounts with God. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't go through my day, like, if I say something or I think something uh, that I know uh, God is a sin against God, I just don't, I just don't, you know, push it aside like, you know, it's under the blood. Like there's nothing I've got to, like I've got to do with it. And, uh, and it's not because I've been taught falsely and what a terrible life uh, that uh, it is to live, uh, always feeling like you've got to live up to uh, God's standards. And, uh, and uh, I just, um, I, but there are a lot of Christians uh, who, who feel sorry for me. Uh, for what I believe and in, in what I teach, and uh, and uh, they're just enjoying uh, their Christian liberty uh, and uh, and all that comes with it. And uh, and uh, but if I was to say, hey, can I take the Bible and show you what it says about Christian liberty? And if you're wrong, uh, would you make it right? Well, 
I, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, it's, you know, uh, we're going to differ and, you know, and it's, it's uh, you know, how I a- apply it and how you apply it uh, and it's private interpretation. When the Bible says there is, the Bible is of no private interpretation. The verses mean what the verses mean. Uh, and, uh, and so um, uh, God says a person who is repentant is asking God uh, to cleanse and to, uh, and to purge. Verse number seven, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Uh, and, uh, and that's really what our attitude and spirit should be. God, cleanse me. Uh, make, is there any, search me, try me. Uh, is there any wicked way in me? Uh, and, uh, and, and then when we recognize what that is to get it right. Because I don't want um, a big sin, little sin, whatever, uh, to, uh, to get in the way of God moving in my life uh, and God speaking to me uh, uh, or anything uh, we should want. That's why when we have like the Lord's Supper, uh, when I say things like um, to, to just, you know, not take, not partake, and you let the elements go by because uh, you're not worthy and thinking that that's spiritual, it's not. When you do that, at that point, you're choosing sin uh, over your fellowship with God. Uh, because if you believe and understand that you have sin, when you confess it to God, uh, He forgives it and cleanses. And, and you're really only a sincere prayer away uh, from uh, being washed whiter than snow, uh, being purified, uh, your relationship with God being restored in the sense of your fellowship, not your sonship, who you are. I've never, um, you know... Um, we can debate whether or not somebody who is truly born again would commit an egregious sin, uh, like, let's say, murder. Um, would somebody who is truly, sincerely born again murder someone? Uh, and, uh, or are they, are they lost? Um, you know, and that's why we, uh, we look to what do the Scriptures say, um, we can't. We aren't the judge in the sense of uh, knowing whether or not somebody truly is born again. I mean, only God knows that. Uh, and uh, we inspect fruit, and we look at uh, the uh, those things in a person's life, including our own. Uh, but you think about the fact you know you know date and you know and time when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You were there, and. Uh, and there's been probably dozens of times uh, in your life as a Christian, if you've lived any length at all, uh, to where uh, you've done something stupid and you wondered if you if if you were saved. Based on on and and you've had to and you've had to talk yourself off uh, the ledge. So don't get too you know excited if somebody questions whether or not somebody else is saved because you question your own salvation and you know full well when it happened. And uh, it's just a natural, it's just a natural thing. Uh, so cleanse me. But then he says, restore me uh, and make me to hear, verse number, uh, well, verse seven again, purge me with hyssop, wash me, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. So I, you know, when uh, we look at though he slay me, yet will I trust in him? Uh, or his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Then we, when, when we ask for the restoration of God, when we know God is, is um, perhaps chastising us, 
uh, we've sinned and there's consequences, uh, and we're asking God uh, to, to bring and give us joy. And uh, Verse 9, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities and create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. That's what we want to do. We don't want to go into Friday, Saturday, Sunday and uh, with the same thought life and the same sins that we're holding on to and, uh, and, uh, and thinking, well, uh, we'll just get through it. Uh, got through the last one. And, uh, and, and really, um, think, think about this way. What if uh, we get to heaven uh, and we always want to ask, we, you know, something bad happens, we want to ask God, why is this happening to me or whatever? And what if we find out that the reason um, uh, a church was dead uh, or revival didn't take place uh, and, uh, and you were the reason? And God says, well, you know, uh, you were stubborn, rebellious or whatever and holding on to whatever and you're the reason uh, that people around you were not blessed. Uh, and uh, I don't want that. Uh, for me, I don't want that for you, uh, and and I don't know how that all works out, and uh, and and whether or not um, you know, but but just if if that's the case, um, then I don't want. I mean, the Bible says that we can have the blood of people on our hands, that we're watchmen, and that we have a responsibility. Uh, that says that some um, do not have the knowledge of God, and it's to our shame because we have let our gospel be hid. I mean, so there's, I mean, there's Bible verses and precedent for all of that. Uh, and uh, we'll, we, we, we think about the song, uh, when I get to heaven, you know, and the whole, like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Like somebody who uh, was on your bus route or uh, in your Sunday school class and that you were faithfully taught for all those years that got saved and you discipled and brought along that, uh, that uh, this chorus in heaven uh, that's gonna thank you for giving to the Lord. Um, you know, what if the opposite? You know, that's uh, one of those things like Brother Schwanky doesn't like those testimony, uh, you know, type of songs. And, uh, and uh, you know, we kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of add to those things what we think heaven would be like. Uh, but, you know, there, there could be like, we know we suffer loss. Uh, that could be part of it. So what do we do? Ask God to renew the right spirit to... Uh, verse 12, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold uh, me with thy free spirit. Um, so if we're, not, if we're not as excited about God as we used to be and, uh, and, uh, or about our salvation, we're not as active in our service to God. Uh, and, uh, and really, um, uh, the closer we get to God, the closer we get to going home to be with the Lord, um, should, it should result in, in more holiness and, and piety and uh, in, in the attributes of God, I should, the older we get, the more we should resemble Christ uh, than not. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, you know, but I don't, I, I've, I've had people, a lot of Christians, like, hey, I, I put in my time uh, in, at church. Now it's somebody else's turn. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I mean, I get it. I know what they're saying, uh, but it's not like, okay, let me teach somebody else. Uh, it, it, it's just, I'm going to tap out and somebody else will have to fill the spot. Uh, and that's just, uh, it's not in the Bible to do that. In fact, uh, uh, we've, we go through, there's a lot of people that didn't start until 
uh, till uh, the age that some people quit. Uh, and uh, say, so, well, they live longer, and on and on and on. Yes, I know they did. And, and uh, could you imagine how, how you know, um, if, we, if we thought the way that we think now in, uh, in our priorities were what they are uh, and uh, what it would be like to live 150, 200 years? And uh, probably how bored you'd get. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, with, uh, with just chasing after. I mean, we know. I mean, uh, we'd like to experience ourselves. People who are rich, they say money can't buy this and that. And, and uh, it just if you got a lot of money, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. And, uh, and we all, like, well, let me give it a shot uh, and, uh, you know, and see. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, what, you know if, you, if you have everything you can buy, I mean, what would life be like? And uh, so... So asking God to make us in our spirit, in our hearts and minds like it was when we first got saved, when it was fresh and new. Uh, when, when there's, you know, there's new life. Uh, we think about uh, Ezra uh, being born and the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. And uh, is what the, the scriptures say. And, and, uh, and so um, um, when I get to that time, and it could be, you know, I thought it was going to be today. Uh, you know, uh, I went in for the, the uh, um, dental cleaning today, and I said, all right, give me the, um, the nitrous, because uh, I can't be upside down or whatever. I just get terrible, you know, it's like crazy. And, uh, and so, like, nobody's, nobody's here. There's a shortage of dentists, and, uh, and nobody can do that. And I'm like, what? And it's like, and the one lady, I don't do it, because it, uh, it gives people miscarriages. And I'm like, not pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Bring it on, and uh, and so I had to reschedule, but I but I tried. I'm like, okay, let's try, and uh, it's like upside down. Start my like, nope, I'm done, uh, you know, and uh, and so it's like in those moments. I mean, it could be right now. Stand before the Lord, be there, uh, absent from this body and present with Him, and uh, you know. But um, I just wanna, I want my spirit in uh, my fellowship with God uh, to be where it needs to be, and so. Uh, so I look at Psalm 51 and, and see his asking for cleansing and then restoration. Uh, and, uh, and that's why I, w- I want you to pray uh, through this week. God, um, cleanse me, restore me, and then use me, verses 13 through 19. Uh, and uh, if I was to, you know, even from soul winning, and this is the key. Um, you know, it, we, sometimes we don't, we don't have revival because, as a church because we don't have revival personally. But we also don't see growth uh, with people getting saved because of it too. Um, because it says, if I, if I get cleansing and if I uh, get restored, if I ask God to forgive me and I get into the right place where I'm supposed to be, then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Uh, and uh, um, one of my pet peeves, um, that's right up there at, at the very top, is when people who um, live for self are inactive in their local church body, question or criticize the church for its lack of growth. And it just, it's like, I just don't understand it, uh, and uh, but I hear it all the time, uh, and uh, so um, 
you know, what do we got to do? We got to get right with God, then God will. Uh, then, then sinners will be converted. Uh, and he says, deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud that we find the praise of the Lord and opening our, our, our lips in praise and uh, in, the, in, in giving sacrifice and de- in delighting uh, in those things. And, uh, and he even describes the sacrifices of God, our broken spirit, uh, talking about uh, being humble and having contrition. And, uh, and uh, then, verse 19, then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, God just doesn't want service in worship uh, if we're not clean. Uh, There's just no getting away from that uh, in the Bible. And I can't go, well, God's, you know, you have to accept my worship because, because I'm accepted in the beloved. Because you saved me, you need to accept all of, you know, my nonsense? No. Um, I, it's, 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 you know, being, I can't be filled unless I'm a vessel that's fit to be filled. I can't have the power of God on my life. I got all the Holy Spirit I'm going to get in salvation in the indwelling of the Spirit. But, uh, but if I want the filling of the Spirit in my life, I got to be right with Him. If I'm regarded iniquity in my heart, He doesn't hear my prayer. And so, uh, and on and on. So if it's preparing for a revival meeting, uh, or if it's preparing for Thursday morning or today. Um, it's every day. Front of mind, God, I belong to you, uh, and I need you. I need, I need your strength, and, uh, and I need uh, your power, and, uh, and you're walking with God, uh, like the song we sang at the beginning, talking with him and fellowship and communion. It's something that, that, that's special, uh, and uh, but... Um, you know, if, if you're just, if you're not in the book and you're not praying, you're not doing, uh, obeying the Lord or whatever, um, you, can, you can talk the talk and you can say how much you love Jesus and uh, all you want, um, but it's just not accurate. Uh, because if you love him, you're going to be, of course, in the book and, and doing all those different things. And so, so tonight when we pray, and we're going to start here in a minute, uh, I want us to just really ask God uh, to, to work in our hearts personally. Uh, I want you to pray for the revival meeting. Pray for Brother Getch. Pray for his messages. Pray that we can be a blessing to him uh, and all the things that we pray for. Pray that people would come. Uh, pray that nothing would hinder you uh, and uh, uh, to be here each night. Uh, but beyond you know, the environmental or logistical aspects of the meeting, uh, just ask God, is there anything in me that's going to keep me from having revival? And just ask the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God will convince, will convict. Um, he will show and reveal uh, He's, he, just like he says, uh, to, to show uh, and uh, make uh, and, uh, and, to, and to do. That's what we have to ask God, show me. Uh, and if the Holy Spirit of God says, all right, you're not right with me this way, uh, then instead of just going, well, I'll deal with that another day, then deal with it, deal with it tonight uh, and, and make it right with the Lord. 
Uh, you say, well, I've struggled with this for a long time. And just confess it. Uh, and, and do your best and ask God to help you. And, uh, and, uh, and tomorrow you wake up uh, and you commit yourself to, uh, to not doing that or doing, you know, if it's a sin of uh, commission or if, it, you know, I'm going to stop doing this, uh, I'm going to start doing this that I should be doing that I'm not. Uh, and, and you renew that commitment tomorrow morning. You live that out until lunch. Just commit to lunchtime. Uh, and, uh, and, and pray, and God help me to get through the afternoon and, uh, and not be that way or do that thing. And, uh, and, and God, I promise you that I was going to be in my Bible today. And, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, at lunch break, you, you, you grab your Bible and, uh, and spend some time with the Lord. And, uh, and uh, you know, I just, I just know people at work, you know, um, squander a lot, of, a lot of time. And uh, so you, you're finding... Uh, in living, in doing the best you can tomorrow. Uh, and then, f- then Friday comes, uh, and you do the same thing. And let's just ask God to do something great. Uh, it's not just another meeting, but that God would, do, uh, would give us revival. Because what I don't want is for Brother Getz to, hey, uh, yeah, nice missions house. It's great, it's great, great to see you. You know, we're, we're friends that way, and... and uh, uh, and then he just leaves town, and stuff goes back. I'm just kind of, aren't you tired of status quo? Amen. I am. Uh, and, uh, and you say, well, I don't know. I kind of like, you know, coasting. Kind of like, you know, just flying under the radar. Uh, and uh, But there's just something about when you know God's moving, and working, uh, there's. Um, if you've never been a part of that, um, you need to be. And uh, and when you have been a part of that, you miss it. Uh, and uh, and you and, and when you've been a part of it, you know you can't fabricate it. And so it has to come organically, uh, so to speak. Uh, and when it doesn't happen, uh, you um, your mind gets filled with questions. As to why, and uh, and uh, and so, when your mind gets to questions as to why, the only place you can start is with yourself, and that's what I'm asking you to do. Just deal with deal with you, uh, and ask God to give you revival this week. All right, so we're going to stop. We're going to pray, uh, and uh, and ask God uh, to do something in our own life, uh, and uh, and then um, prayerfully, hopefully. Uh, that God give us a great meeting this weekend.